you may have heard of, um, of Uversion. Uversion is the most popular Bible app in the world, and every December, uh, the company names a verse of the year based on the number of searches in the calendar year before. And the 2020 verse of the year was predictable, I suppose. It was Isaiah 41.10. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be afraid. That's so 2020. Don't be afraid. Just this past week, another annual report um, came out. It was the World Economic Forum annual report on global risks. And it's 100 pages long. I've only read a, a summary of it. But I could have told you what was inside of it without even looking. So some of the most likely risks facing us include infectious disease holding steady at number one, Extreme weather and environmental damage are on there. Debt crises, income inequality are there. There are a couple that you might not have expected. Uh, widespread spread youth disillusionment. Digital inequality. A general erosion of social, societal cohesion. And then terrorism's on the list. Nuclear weapons is, um, are on there too, which almost makes me nostalgic for the the safety drills from, in, from elementary school that seemed to promise that safety was, could be had under a desk or outside in the hallway. Fear. Fear is baked into our DNA. Our ancestors depended on fear to protect them from danger, like an animal charging at them over the savannah. Science says that that is where our fight-or-flight reflex comes from. But something has shifted inside of us. And this urge to flee or to fight seems like it is always right behind us. Just right outside our vision. Today, one in five Americans suffer from a diagnosable anxiety disorder. And entire industries exist to spin up and then profit from our anxieties. Uh, A.T. Kingsmith is uh, a Ph.D. candidate at Yale researching what he calls the political economy of anxiety. And I read this that he wrote in an essay. Anxiety, that chronic, widespread uncertainty proliferating out of the insecurities that exemplify modern life has become the lodestone of 21st century consumer capitalism. So anxiety is now the basis of capitalism. From fidget spinners, gravity blankets, CBD oils, air fresheners, and skincare products, to white noise machines, Salt, lamp, salt lamps, I don't know what salt lamps are, calming diffusers, the countless meditation apps inundating our smartphones. In recent years, the promise of alleviating anxiety has become a multi-billion dollar industry. They have monetized insecurity. 
And politicians are especially adept at this. Uh, the social critic H.L. Mencken once famously said that the whole aim of practical politics is to keep the populace, uh, populace alarmed and hence clamorous to be led to safety by menacing it with an endless series of hobgoblins, most of them imaginary. So if you are dogged by hobgoblins, both real or imaginary, if you sense threat, foreign or domestic, if you have nightmares, great or small, then I have a psalm for you. Psalm 62 is a psalm of David. It's a song of prayer written and sung by a king under assault. We're not exactly sure what prompted uh, the writing of Psalm 62, but verse 3 is a clue. We didn't read it today, but verse 3 says, How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Tim Keller says that Psalm 62 is a psalm for those under stress, which certainly seems to fit the situation. Psalm 62 is medicine for our modern malady. And so from the passage we read today, I want to suggest that you remember, that you think of and remember three S words, and none of them is the one that you're thinking of. So remember three S words, stop, silent, and safe. Stop, be silent, you're safe. First of all, stop. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. Truly, my hope is in Him. If David was going to wait for God, first he had to stop. And so too do we. The call to stop is actually all over the Bible. Uh, In the Psalms, we hear, Be still and know that I am God. Jesus tells his disciples, Stop worrying about what you will eat, what you will wear. But Maybe the hardest thing to stop is striving. To stop striving. Uh, Mark Cuban, you probably know the name. He, is, uh, he owns the Dallas Mavericks, and uh, he's a judge investor on Shark Tank, which is a TV show that I pride myself on never having watched. But people, uh, as I understand it, come on the show and they pitch these business plans uh, to the shark investors, hoping that they will invest in their business. ABC's website says that this is a culturally defining series that inspires a nation to dream bigger. So here are some axioms that Mark Cuban uses to inspire this, these big dreams. Work like there's someone working 24 hours a day to take it away from you. It's not in the dreaming, it is in the doing. And then my personal favorite is doesn't matter if the glass is half full or half empty. All that matters is that you are the one pouring the water. Now, I don't even know what that means, and it sounds exhausting. <laughs> but the Psalms have an entirely different 
prescription for life than Mr. Cuban's. Because the first thing you have to do is nothing. Just stop. Cease striving. Be still. Let your soul wait for God, which, after all, is what your soul is made for. So point one is stop. Point two is silence. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. The first word that I would use to describe modern life would not be silent. Uh, Noise seems like it is coming at us from everywhere. Our phones tug at us from inside our pockets, uh, demanding that we listen to the voice of social media, voices shouting across the political divide, the voices of the oppressed raised in the street. But sometimes, for me at least, the loudest voice I hear is the one inside, the voice from inside. In their little devotional book on the Psalms, uh, Tim and Kathy Keller say that when we are in trouble, our soul chatters to us, we have to have this or we won't make it. This must happen or all is lost, chattering. The assumption is that God alone will not be enough, that some other circumstance or condition or possession is necessary to be happy and secure. David, however, learned to tell his soul, I need only one thing to survive and thrive, and I have it. I need only God. And his all-powerful fatherly love and care, everything else is expendable. When this realization sinks in, you will never be shaken. That's why Psalm 62, verse 1 or verse 6, both of those are almost the same. They're some of my favorite verses of the whole Bible. Because they call me to wait in silence, to, to quiet the chattering of my soul and seek out a silent place to wait on God, who is the only one that can quiet the storm inside. When the world gets louder and louder and louder, turn everything off and listen for the voice of God. One last point. Stop, find silence, and lastly, know that you are safe. In God is my safety and my honor. God is my strong rock in my refuge. I uh, heard a story several years ago about an an art gallery that held a contest where they would give a prize to uh, the painter who presented the best painting on the subject of peace. And so uh, on the night of the contest, people were browsing the entries and they all thought for sure that this one particular painting would be the winner. It was a a placid painting of this lush green pasture under a vivid blue sky. There were some cows that were uh, grazing off to the side and a little boy walking through the grass in the warm sun with his fishing pole over his shoulder. And everyone thought that this was peace. But that painting actually came in second 
The one that took the prize was a surprise because the scene was of the ocean in a violent storm. The the sky was dark and uh, lightning cut across it. Huge waves were crashing against the rock wall of a cliff on the shore. But if you leaned in and you looked close enough, there halfway up the cliff was a tiny hollow in the rock. And inside of that hollow was a bird's nest. And a mother bird sat in the nest with her babies tucked underneath her sheltering wings, fast asleep. Safety. Safety. Notice that David's confidence in God does not, it it is not found in the absence of an attack. Even while the storm is raging, while all hell is still breaking loose outside the eye of the storm, when the rain is lashing, the wind is still beating against us, there is safety inside the storm under the sheltering wings and the embrace of God. Who knows what the the verse of the year for 2021 will be. I know that turning, just merely turning the page in the calendar doesn't magically make all the danger go away. But as the Psalms were Jesus' prayer book, so they also are ours. And they teach us to stop striving in silence, to wait for God because you were safe. So put your trust in Him always, O people. Pour out your hearts before Him, for God is your refuge. Consider that an invitation. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.